0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Future Is Now podcast. I am your host, Spencer Nakamura, and I'm so glad that today you are deciding to tune into the podcast. I just hope you're having a great Friday. I hope that you've had a great week. If you haven't, I'm sorry, but you know what? Let's have hope that it's going to get better. I'm excited for today's episode. Uh, I'm excited for the the series that we've been in. We're, we've been in the real relationship series. So there's been a few episodes before this one. If you haven't checked it out, I really encourage you. Make sure to check it out. There's one on dating, there's one on destructive habits, and then there's the intro that we've done. So I'm excited about this series. We're kind of starting to wrap up here. And so it's just been amazing. It's been fun hearing feedback from you guys just about different things that you've enjoyed uh, listening to in terms of our series. Our next series we're gearing up for is gonna be even better, I think, than this one. This one has been awesome, but I'm excited for our next series. Uh, I'll be announcing that on Instagram sooner rather than later. And so I just wanna say Thank you if you've been tuning in. I hope that you have got have grown in your relationships. I hope you that you've learned something. Um, and so today's episode, I'm excited. We're going to be talking about relationship cliches that I'm going to debunk. There's some relationship advice out there, guys, that we may have been hearing for years. And it's just not true. And so I went through a few. uh, It's going to be a fun episode. Before that, make sure if you haven't yet, please leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me if you guys do that. I think we just hit 40 reviews. And so I want to get that thing to 50. And so if you've been listening, if you've been blessed and you've learned something from the podcast, I just want to encourage you, open up Apple Podcasts, go down, write a written review for me. It would mean the world to me. Um, Other than that, get your heart and your mind ready and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast where you can discover your calling, live with passion and purpose, and learn how to be the leader of the future. We all have a voice that people need to hear and it's time to get the confidence to use our gifts to better the world. If you're here to grow in the things of God and develop a healthy mindset, you are in the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get excited about today's episode. All right, let's dive into it. I'm excited about today's episode. You know, it's, I don't know if you're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok. I, I, love, I love it a little bit too much. You know, I'll spend too much time on it. But there's a series on there called Fact or Cap. Where people just submit like these wild things or the it's kind of like modern day mythbusters, honestly. So it's like factor cap. And I it just inspired me. It inspired me to make this episode, and we're talking about debunking common relationship cliches. A lot of times people say, you know, cliches are cliches because they're true. Not these ones. I have five for you guys. I wrote down five cliches that I think are so not true in relationships. Uh, So we're talking about dating. We're talking about friendships all across the board. These are not true. So I got my coffee in hand. I hope you guys have out of a coffee um, or something that you're enjoying. So let's go into this together. Number one, the number one cliche that I'm about to debunk for you guys is this. Have you ever heard this? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I hate this. And I used to say it a lot, kind of as a joke. But I mean, let's just think about this. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. It's kind of the old saying where it's like, hey, if you trick me once, that's on you, right? But if you trick me twice, that's on me because I should know by the second time that you're out to trick me. And here's the reason that I don't like this cliche and I think it's wrong when it comes to relationships is because we should never be keeping tabs of other people's wrongdoings in our lives as long as they repent. Okay. Friendship is just about, okay, I screwed up. Time to say I'm sorry. And after that, you move forward. But the reason I have such an issue with this is because it's like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. It's like I'm expecting something to happen again if you have already wronged me. And one thing I know is healthy relationships don't keep tabs. Healthy relationships, dating or friendships, we don't keep a ledger of everything that the other person does wrong to us. That's just not it because how can trust develop when you live your life like that? Think about it. How am I supposed to trust somebody if I'm always keeping a record of their wrongdoing? If I always know or 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 I'm always thinking behind my or thinking that they're gonna wrong me, looking behind my back, always cautious, walking on eggshells. No, a healthy relationship will never form that way. And listen, this is not a uh, popular thing. It's not like rainbows and, and butterflies, but here's the truth about relationships in your life. Hurt is inevitable. It's like Thanos. Hurt is, I am inevitable. Hurt is inevitable, which is unfortunate, but that is just because people are not perfect. I'll say it time and time again. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. So why would we expect somebody else to be perfect? People are going to hurt you, but the beauty of relationship is in the wrongdoing, in the hurt, that heart of repentance and coming forward and growing together. Now, don't hear me wrong here, okay? I said never keep tabs of wrongdoing as long as there's repentance. Some of y'all be in toxic relationships and there's no repentance. They're just beating you up. They're over and over again. And they're saying things that aren't good. They're treating you in a way that isn't good, friendships and dating. And in that case, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. Yeah, shame on me. If there's no repentance, you should know better and you should remove yourself from toxic relationships. But if that's not the case, then fool me once, shame on you. If you repent, Fool me twice, shame on you again. You repent, fool me three times, shame on you. Listen, repentance is something that gives somebody else the ability to forgive and move forward. And I love in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says, love keeps no records of wrong. Oh, that's so good. Love keeps no records of wrong. Are you keeping records of the wrongs that people do in your life? Are you? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with me. Don't lie to me. Are you keeping records of wrong? Because you shouldn't be in terms of your friendships. And something I've seen so often that is so tragic is when we get hurt by past relationships, sometimes we have this mentality that we're just waiting for somebody to hurt us. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when we've been burnt in past relationships or someone's done us wrong, then in our current relationships, even when it's healthy, we have this mentality that we're waiting to be hurt by these people that actually love us. And what ends up happening is you will self-sabotage those relationships in your lives. You will self-sabotage the healthy relationships in your lives if you're always looking for somebody to hurt you. Okay? So I, I'm sorry that if you were hurt in your past, but just know, that love keeps no records of wrong. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on you because I'm going to have a heart that is willing to forgive as long as there's repentance and move forward and grow together. Now, fool me twice. Now, fool me three times. Then we're probably not going to be friends at that point. <laughs> we're probably not friends if you if you keep fooling me time and time again. But what I'm saying is don't have a mentality in your relationships where you're always looking over your shoulder, where you're always looking for somebody to hurt you, where you're tallying. yep, October 14th, 2017, Kyle called me a jerk. No, that is so unhealthy to do in relationships. So that's the number one debunking. You guys having fun? I'm having fun. All right, let's go on to number two. Number two, treat others how you want to be treated. Now, okay, I know what you're thinking. Spencer, this kind of sounds right. And I'll give you that. It does sound right. It's so close. It's so close to being right, okay? I believe the principle comes out of Mark twelve thirty one, where Jesus is telling people, love your neighbor as yourself. But loving your neighbor as yourself isn't the same as treating somebody how you would want to be treated. Because here's the reality of it. Everybody in life is different. Every single person is different. So guess what? How I want to be treated may not be how you want to be treated. And how you want to be treated might be a lot differently than how I want to be be um, be treated. The act is different because preferences are different. Everybody likes different movies. Everybody likes different food. Everybody likes different shows, coffees, uh, cities, vacations. There's preferences for everything. And the way that we receive and the way that we give love is going to look different person to person. I love the love languages. If you haven't looked up love languages, I would just encourage you to do it. And this isn't just a dating thing. This is just a life thing. Like this is all relationships, your friendships too. You should know each other's love languages. And here's the five. There's time, which means I receive love when someone, when someone shows me that they're willing to spend time with me. Number two is touch. Love by touch. Love You know, hug, embrace. I feel love. Through touch. Number three is acts of service. I feel love when somebody does something for me, cleans the dishes, uh, sweeps, you know, does something as an act of service for me, sacrificing themselves, their own convenience. That's love for me. Number four is gifts. I feel loved when somebody gives me a gift. And number five is words. I feel loved when somebody tells me that they love me and what they appreciate about me. So, me and my wife are different. My love language is gifts in words. My wife's love language is all of them. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Uh, she's going to listen to this uh, and she's going to text me. I'm just kidding, Adrian. Uh, my wife's love languages are gifts in time. So what does that mean? It means when I want to show her I appreciate her, I'm going to buy her something nice and I'm going to clear my schedule to spend some quality time with her. Whereas mine's gifts and words. So same thing with gifts. But if she really wants to show me that she loves me and appreciates me, she'll send me a text or she'll encourage me. So don't treat others how you want to be treated. Learn about how others feel and experience love and appreciation and do that because it's so selfish to treat others as you would want to be treated because not everybody is like you. Okay, so don't treat others how they want to be treated. Treat others. Or wait, don't treat others how you want to be treated. Figure out how they see love, how they view love, how they receive love and do that for them. And your relationships will grow. Your friendships will grow and they will deepen. Okay. So that's the number two cliche that I don't agree with. Here comes number three. Oh gosh, this guy, this one guys. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Oh my gosh. Who wrote that? who made this? Not even who made it. How did this get famous in that we accepted it as truth? Please, somebody explain this to me. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. No, absence makes the heart grow bitter. Okay. That's the reality of it. Absence doesn't make anything fonder. Absence makes everything harder. Tell me, please tell me, a relationship that has benefited from absence. Please, I'll wait. DM me if this is the case. Relationships grow in the same exact manner that we water them. The investment that we put into them. Relationships require investment. It requires work. It requires um, sacrifice. Not absence. Absence just shows a lack of priority for a relationship. Okay. So, and, and don't hear me wrong. I'm not talking about distance. I'm not talking about like a long distance relationship because check this out. You can still be present in a long distance relationship, right? You can still be present in a long distance relationship. Absence is, will help no aspect of a relationship. Psalm 133.1 says, how good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity? You want to grow your friendships. You want to grow your dating relationship. You want to grow your marriage. It requires living together in unity. It requires investment day by day deposits. It, it requires date days. It requires phone calls. It requires FaceTimes, encouraging texts. It requires living life together. Having people over requires dinner. Require, it requires so much. I think this is like a cop-out. I think I really think that somebody made this Absence makes the heart grow fonder because they just didn't want the responsibility of fostering good relationships. So they made this cliche. I don't even know how, how did this guys, I don't know why my voice is so high pitched right now. I'm just saying, how did this make all its way to 2021 where I'm, I'm researching. And this is one of the cliches of absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. Absence makes the heart grow bitter. Okay. So don't listen to that. All right. We're moving on. This is not going to be that long of an episode, but this is a fun one. I'm having fun. I hope you guys are too. Number four. This is another one. Oh my. Oh, number four. Time heals all wounds. Oh my gosh. Really? Time heals all wounds. It sounds so nice, doesn't it? Time heals all wounds. Yes. Yes. Don't think about things and then eventually in your life you'll get to a place where you just forget about it. If somebody hurts you, don't confront them. Just run away from them and everything will get better. If someone offends you, run away. Don't talk to them because eventually your heart will just heal on its own. There will be no underlining bitterness. There will be no underlining resentment. Everything will get better. (laughs) No, time does not heal all wounds. Time reveals all wounds. You see the difference? Time does not heal, time reveals. And if we're not careful, we need to deal with relationship wounds today because they will manifest and they will resurface later on in our lives. It may not be tomorrow, it may not be next month, but maybe it is 20 years down the road in your marriage. And that is some real talk right there. Real talk. Hebrews 12, 15 says, see to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by it many be defiled. Bitterness is a weed. It is a root. It is a weed that grows and grows and grows. And oftentimes we just cut off the surface, right? We just treat the symptoms Something will flare up and we'll push it down and we'll treat the symptoms until later it will blow up into a huge thing because we never dealt with it in our past. Proverbs 14.10 says, the heart knows its own bitterness. Your heart knows what you know. Don't tell me you don't know. You know what you're bitter about. You know what pops up in your mind and it just is like, it just is cringy. It just eats away at you. Your heart knows. And what's even more dangerous about that is Luke 6.45 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So guess what? If your heart knows what's bitter about it, it's going to come out in the way that you're talking. So here's a thought. Why don't you take inventory of how you talk about other people? If you're slamming somebody in public, if you're slamming somebody's name and reputation to a group of people, guess what? That is a bitterness issue that you need to work out, that you need to repent of, and you need to work out. Time does not heal wounds. Time reveals wounds, aka deal with your crap or your life will look like crap. Okay? <laughs> I just uh, time does not heal wounds, guys. I'm telling you. I mean, more so on a real talk, like deal with the wounds of your heart, deal with the wounds of your spirit because they're not going away. They have to be given to God, but not only given to God, prayed through, but also just talked out, okay? So deal with your wounds. Time does not heal all wounds. Time reveals wounds. Remember that. And lastly, number five is this. Oh my gosh, these just get worse and worse, people. Number five is love means never having to say sorry. Gag me. Oh my gosh. Love means never having to say sorry. No. How about this? Love means being willing to say sorry often. Love means being willing to say sorry all the time. Matthew 3:8 says this produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Keeping with repentance bears fruit in your life. I want fruit in my relationships. I think you do too. By fruit, I don't mean, I don't mean mangoes and oranges and apples. I mean, producing something of benefit and, um, producing something good for the Lord. That's like fruit. Okay. It's signs. It's, it's proof. So producing fruit in keeping with repentance, constantly repent, constantly say, I'm sorry. Everybody needs to get better at saying, I'm sorry. Love means never being able to say, sorry. Um, hello. If I never said, Sorry. In my dating relationship with Adrian, I'm pretty sure we would not be married. I'm pretty sure she would have broken up with me a long time ago. Okay, so it goes back to the, the old saying, hurt is inevitable with humans. So get in the habit of being willing to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Forgive me. I screwed up. I'm sorry. These should be normal vocabulary things in the way, in the times that we're talking to people. It should be in our diction day in and day out. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Will you forgive me? Love doesn't mean never having to say sorry. It means saying sorry often. You want healthy relationships in your life? Be really good at repenting. You want really steady friendships in your life? Be willing to call up a friend and say, hey, I'm sorry. Okay? So listen, these five I I just – I had a fun time looking at them up because I'm like the world is so whack with what it believes and it will deceive you. But thank God we have the word of God to guide us, to just guide our steps, guide our relationships because at the end of the day, if you follow these, you will have terrible, conflicting, gross – unhealthy relationships and i don't want that for you i want you to have fun i want you to have great friendships i want you to be able to have community in your life that builds you up that you lock arms with that you have the same vision and mind and goals of or with so let's just go through these again really fast as a conclusion fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me wrong treat others how you want to be treated wrong absence makes the heart grow fonder wrong. Time heals all wounds, wrong. And love means never having to say sorry. Let's all say it together. Wrong. (laughs) Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. That's all I have for you guys. If you are enjoying the episode again, guys, please, please, please pause this episode. I mean, we're at the end of it by now, but still pause it, go to Apple podcast, leave a review, scroll down. If you're already listening on Apple podcast, literally just scroll down and you can leave a review. It really would mean the world to me. Um, I just, this has been so fun for me and it's been so fun getting to know new people and you guys. Send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what your favorite point is and let's have a conversation about um, the topic. It's at Spencer Knock. So follow me on Instagram and send me a DM. Also guys, I come up with topics based on what I'm hearing from you guys. So if you wanna hear a specific topic, you know it might not even be in the series, in a different series. If you wanna hear something, DM me. I had somebody that DM me um, and he just was talking about, oh, I would love an episode on masculinity. So I'm studying up on that and I might produce an episode, maybe a bonus episode for you guys on that. But I'm telling you, DM me. Let's have a conversation. Tell me what you want to hear. And that is how we get it to go. Um, I'm so thankful for you guys. Seriously, you mean the world to me. Um, I love this Futures Now family. Let's keep it going. Let's keep growing in our relationships. Let's keep growing in our lives. Let's keep continuing to learn how to live with passion and purpose and make an impact in this world. I love you guys and I'll see you next time on the is Now.